expressed on this show are entirely on this show are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers who are entirely responsible for all show content and do not reflect the opinions of WNJHradio.com. This program is not intended to diagnose any condition or promote any lifestyle. And now, WNJHradio.com presents The Carpenter's Son with Pastor Vince Lombardo from Calvary Chapel Church in Hamilton. Well, a very good evening, everybody. And no, I am not the pastor. The pastor is away. He is celebrating his 35th anniversary with his lovely wife, Diane. But we have two very special guests in tonight. But before we do that, let me give out the phone number. Area code 609-593-9654. Once again, 609-593-9654. And good evening there, Rue. How are we doing? Doing pretty good. Survived so far. All righty, awesome. So tell us who our special guest is with you tonight. Here I have Sophia. She's one of the young ladies at church who I really respect and enjoy uh, sharing heart with. So she's here with me tonight. Hello. <laughs> I like there, she the Hello. there she is, the soft-spoken <laughs> Sophia. All right. Why don't you lead us in a word of prayer before we start our sure. topic tonight, please? Sure thing. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love for us, um, for your patience, God, that you continually pursue us and long to draw us into a close relationship with yourself. We pray that you would be with us, uh, with our words, with our thoughts, um, and just bless us all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So tonight, um, I'm going to kind of talk, and Sophia, we at the women's retreat kind of I shared some stuff about truth versus truth. And I wanted to talk about that tonight with saying big T truth versus little T truth. And um, so I wanted to, you know, start off by just saying, what does that statement kind of mean to you? Big T truth versus little T truth. What I got away from it was just the, like. Push the mic closer. Oh, So my perspective versus God's like absolute knowledge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we really do rely on ourselves me personally like mm-hmm. I know I struggle with that mm-hmm. and it was just taking a step back in my studies and in my prayers that above all I am focusing on aligning myself to his will because mm-hmm. that will be what is good for me and will praise him and bring him glory mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and that is that really the essence of what I felt God was speaking to me because I feel like you know for people who might not know I'm I'm a counselor um, I work with kids in a school. I also do mental health counseling with young kids. And a lot of time, I spend a lot of time, it's not Christian counseling. Um, I spend a lot of time working with kids on their thoughts and their feelings and their behaviors. And, you know, there's this sense in me that I'm giving them just a lesser thing. You know, it's kind of like, you know, if right now, you know, you got cut up open and you were bleeding all over the place. And I said, well, let me put a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. You'd be like, okay, a Band-Aid does have a function, (laughs) (laughs) but it wouldn't help really to heal that thing. You know, if it was really long and open and jagged, but we would need to, you know, put antiseptic on it. We would need to stitch it up, right? You might need, you know, some kind of physical therapy. And I feel often what the world does it waters down what god would give them oh yeah one thousand percent and like they don't like everything is so much deeper than we realize Mm -hmm. or that we want to acknowledge 
And it's like, because people ask, like, well, why do Christians, like, want to just go around and get mm-hmm. everyone to believe in Jesus? It's like, if you had the cure for cancer, you'd want to share it with the world. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we hold the cure for life. Like, that's what, you know, Jesus died on the cross. Right. And, like, sin. Like, that's that's the big point. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I don't know how I would talk to people about, like, their issues and not bring up Christ. So I don't know how you do it. Like It is becoming increasingly difficult. And unsatisfying like you know Mm -hmm. like we're you know somebody's talking about how they feel about themselves like maybe their goal is their self-esteem and you know I'm saying you know well what are some positive things about yourself and it's all about picking yourself up by your shoelaces right like you know if 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 we had to really try to do that it's like that's why that that's a phrase it's it's very difficult it's almost it's impossible you can only get yourself so far exactly and I feel like um what God is showing me and where I'm coming almost to a crossroad is like, how long will you be in that particular camp where you're kind of giving the little T truth to people Mm -hmm. and the big T truth is what they really, really need to move, you know? And, um, and it also challenges me in my own life. Like where am I just applying little T truth to my situations when I really need always big T truth? Which Do you feel like sometimes outside of work, like mm-hmm. that kind of the way you communicate at work filters into like other conversations? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so you have to kind of like, and it's like, I would never say anything that goes contrary to God, but right. it feels almost empty. Yeah. You can say things like that are, and I gave an example at the retreat, like if somebody looks good and you could say, oh, you know, you look really pretty today. And if mm-hmm. you know, they struggle with how they feel, but really that truth is so transient that you know like okay you look good now but what yeah. do they really know, need to know that exactly. in god's eyes they're fearfully and wonderfully made and yeah. that's the truth the big t truth that they can stand on and that can shape how they look at themselves right because i mean just saying like you look nice like and it it, it does help people and that's mm-hmm. one step in the right direction but it's still superficial mm-hmm. and god's not superficial and the mm-hmm. way he talks about us is not superficial at all mm-hmm. like he he knows you and he loves you and you know he, like this is his creation and mm-hmm. then th- that's that you have a value and you have an identity in christ mm-hmm. and it's not dependent on these like you said transient things like right. looks will come and go mm-hmm. knowledge is limited mm-hmm. so like that's the beauty of like who we are in christ mm-hmm. and i feel like as women you know and and guys to a certain se- extent there's so much pressure uh about certain things on us that it, it's so much around us that it does begin to like sh- kind of subtly shift us, you know, mm. downstream, you know, not upstream, <laughs> not <towards laughs> the Lord, but downstream towards really considering ourselves that way. Yeah. You know, like if you think about it, like most of how we, you know, experience ourselves in the world is shaped by what messages we're receiving, whether it's from other people directly person to person or it's through social media or it's through the tv commercials right um and there's this constant pressure that to live to the standard that no one can hold right um and so because we have that we know it's impossible (laughs) or immediately and we still hold ourselves we're still holding on to it yeah and even though god is saying over here like you're fearfully and wonderfully made like Mm -hmm. he you know his eyes are searching to how you know he could be strong on our behalf like all these wonderful things we still think okay in this area i'm gonna look at the little t truth i'm gonna be trying to be attractive enough or thin enough i'm gonna be smart enough or you know, make money and, you know, enough money or something like that. And I think um, 
why we're not seeing in our own lives this um, incredible presence of God that is visible, that people can recognize us. That light. That light. And just that way of being and living in the world is because we are kind of downstream a little bit Mm -hmm. and we need to kind of get radical about saying no everything he says is true amen yeah we definitely let ourselves get we're much more in the world now than i would say the earlier christians Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. social media is a huge aspect for it because i mean culture cultures everything you know Mm -hmm. how we're raised will determine like how you look at the like the world i mean your relationship with your earthly father will most likely determine like i think Mm -hmm. we've talked about this how you look at your heavenly father and like that's a whole process for people to like get back for men with that competition i feel like it's not as much about looks Mm -hmm. but more like this like sense of power and dominion rather than like true leadership which Mm -hmm. is just like assuming responsibility Mm -hmm. so they like they have their own thing going on for Mm -hmm. us it's been just like a weird standard just physicalness right yeah and then we it's a shame that we focus so much on it and we see all these weaknesses and god's like you are my vessel and Mm -hmm. i can use these things you know to bring glory to my name and Mm -hmm. that's what we should focus on Mm -hmm. not whether or not this certain group of people finds it appealing right you know exactly because if we're living everything we do and everything like how we look like everything we say if it lines up with society then we're doing something wrong Mm -hmm. and it's very easy to feel like that's because you know that's the feedback you're constantly getting even from people who mean well you know it's like oh like you know you're gonna do that like you're gonna you know, you're going to go on a missions trip or, you know, like, well, why would you do that? Why would you spend that money that way? You know, whereas if we're really lining up with God, like you're saying, like our heart is like, well, of course, if I'm going to do anything, it's going to be to, you know, give God glory and to further his kingdom, you know? And I feel like, um, it's just such a difficult thing when you're surrounded, it would be like if all of a sudden we, we were surrounded by the music of the intro, you know, like (laughs) that's here. And then we try to sing another song. Yeah. It would be, and we're just hearing. Overwhelming. Yes. And it's like we have to, we have to, um, we're getting little symbols about (laughs) pushing mics closer and whatnot. We have to really um, fight. You know, it is warfare, you know, and, um, you know, the thing that is like straight, you know, has been like on my mind is just like we were talking about it like, what would happen if you read like a, a particular book of the Bible and you stopped as soon as you realized you are not living that particular verse? We didn't get very far. <laughs> we didn't get very far, you know, and it's kind of so like, wow. And it's the first time in my life I've ever thought to do that. Now, how scary is that? That I thought, let me just not keep reading and because we kind of read things because we know them. You know, right. if you've been a believer for a while, you kind of know these things. But when you actually say, am I doing this in some books, you're like, wow, I can't really move past that where until I try to live that. Right. You know? And you can't sit there and ask yourself, well, maybe. And it's like, well, I feel like you start making excuses. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. that's a no. It's mm-hmm. Instead of asking yourself, why not ask why? That's what Adam always says in mm-hmm. Tuesdays. And I love that. Yeah. Because yeah. we do, and I know I do, well, why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I lost my train of thought. That's okay. <laughs> It'll Help come me back. back. Come on back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so one of the things that, you know, I'm trying to look and challenge myself, like when I'm often in counseling sessions with young people, I work with young people, um, I'm saying, you know, well, you know, what did you think 
when that thing happened, you know, because it does say as a man thinketh, so is he, you know, and so there's some truth out there in what we're doing, you know, counseling uh, and, you know, our thoughts lead to our feelings, to our, our actions, right? But the thoughts are so limited because they're based on our finiteness, yeah, our experience, our knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what if you have nothing in you that can find anything of value in you? You need something bigger than you to give you value. Yep. And right? that's what it is because, like, here we're expecting people, like you said, to pick yourself up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, what if they have limited power, which we do, but then there's people that are like, I know I can't do mm-hmm. it anymore. Like, I can't be left alone. I'm going to hurt myself. Or, you know, all these types of situations. Mm-hmm. And then you're telling them, well, you're supposed to be strong enough. Like, you got it in you. It's like, that's not that's not true. There mm-hmm. are things that, like, break us down to the point that we need to be picked back up. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. people don't know that it's okay to feel that weakness because that's when God comes in and shows you strength. That's yeah. what it says. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, we as people feel like... Um, and the world that you give yourself value. But everything that we have that we say it has value has been given a value by something besides the thing itself. Mm-hmm. For instance, a diamond ring, a, a very valuable car. The car didn't stand up and say, I'm worth, you know, $45,000. <laughs> right. The car's not going to be upset when you sell it for 20 bucks on eBay. It's going to be like, okay, I'm just going down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's something outside of you or the thing that gives it value. And that's how it is with us. We only really can understand our value when we look at something outside of ourselves that has the right and the authority and the knowledge to give us value. And there's Mm -hmm. only one. There's only one that fits that category. Because it can't be any person because they're just as limited and powerless as you are. Right. And they need that value set just as much as you do. Right. right. So that's also like because there's becomes a lot of dependency nowadays i see it in relationships and Mm -hmm. it's you're expecting this person to save you Mm -hmm. and you have this Mm -hmm. set like these set of expectations this is what i need you to do for me look out for my mental health you're not responsible for all these things and then the other argument it's like well you need to be doing these things for yourself and it's like no they're right they do need these things from Mm -hmm. an outside source Mm -hmm. it just can't be someone that's on the same like as weak and on the same fight as you you know what Mm -hmm. i mean that's Mm -hmm. why like it's like they need Christ to come right. in and fill those things. So that way, like this person, I mean, think about the arguments, like like how much less there would be. Because mm-hmm. now I'm not getting upset at you for not meeting a standard that I set for you because Christ is meeting that mm-hmm. standard. Mm-hmm. And now I get to just love you for being you and you get to love me for being me mm-hmm. because I don't need to be your savior. I'm mm-hmm. just your partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're walking with and you're not caring. Exactly. You're walking with each other. I mean, there is something where we grow in relationship. You oh, know what I mean? Um, and... And that's the awesome part of being in a relationship. But like you're saying, that was excellent. Like the expectations when you remove them and the expectations can be a great flag for you when you find yourself having really strong expectations of somebody. It's a, it's a time to ask, am I looking to someone else for something that only God can give me? Mm-hmm. And frequently the answer for me is yes, I'm looking for that person to give me something that only God can give me. And therein lies the dissatisfaction and the frustration because there's a sinful person over there and I'm I'm a sinful person <laughs> over here. And together, like, no, you make me perfect, please. <laughs> oh, yes, please. And, and love me perfectly while yeah. you're at it. And so that's the um, key when we start to like build that foundation of really looking to him to be that capital, you know, that big T truth within us mm-hmm. that we say, okay, like, I'm not feeling particularly, let's say, lovable right now, you know, and 
am I'm looking for that person to make me feel lo- lovable instead of saying, for God so loved the world that he gave, like he gave it all. Yeah. And that means that I have incredible value because he said so and he's the expert. Amen. Right. And so, yes, I, you know, and there's things you might need to work out in a relationship, you know, communication and, and how someone's treating you. But the expect the great expectation that they fill that need, it, it's not there anymore. Mm. And that's a hard thing because, you know, it's not a one and done. It's a working <laughs> process. Keep going at it. Yeah. You got to keep going at it. And that's and why it's so important to like get your walk straight or as straight as can be mm. before you get into a relationship. And I've been thinking about this a lot because, you know, it sounds nice to you know, be in a relationship. And mm-hmm. then I, I realized that because I am around all these like very godly like marriages and mm-hmm. I see how they uphold each other and it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking in my head, OK, once I have once I am married, then I'll be able to like mm-hmm. be more routinely more mm-hmm. like I'll have someone to be accountable for me and all these areas of my mm-hmm. spiritual walk where mm-hmm. I'm kind of falling short and then like God had to like hey wake up he's like you need to start doing this now, now. yeah because yeah. it's for you and right. so you can you know serve mm-hmm. me yeah. and and then from that the fruits will be that I will be a godly woman ready for my godly husband mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but that I mean even just figuring that out took a while like mm-hmm. and I'm still working on it I'm but. still figuring it out <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's kind of like yeah the other day I was thinking like you know, how can I prepare my heart? Because, you know, I, you know, for those who don't know, I mean, I'm divorced. And so, you know, that's a whole journey in itself, being a single mom and and kind of waiting through how you feel about that as a Christian and stuff like that. But at the end of it all, God is so gracious. And, you know, like, it's everything that comes in our lives about helping us grow closer to him. So that relationship too one day would be about not just about having the relationship, but about drawing us closer to him and closer to his purpose. You know, um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about when I was, you know, thinking about, you know, tonight is what do you think are the cultural implications of faith? Because you're from a different (laughs) culture here in the United States. Like, and so where do you see that things might be different and maybe culture is kind of impacting that's you know, funny how you're looking that. at truth. That's been yeah. on my mind literally all week because uh-huh. I've been trying to like find the right verbiage because there, there's a line, right? Because we are one in Christ. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, because you're my sister in Christ, that mm-hmm. I, our cultures at that point don't really matter because mm-hmm. like we have this one thing that's beautiful thing in common and that's all we need. And we mm-hmm. see that like in our church, we said all the time, if we didn't have Christ, we wouldn't be friends and right. we have beautiful relationships. Mm-hmm. But culture defines a lot about a person. And Mm -hmm. if we just ignore that, then you lack a big part in creating a relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. You can't just go to a place and expect them to understand how, like, like worship is very personal. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like in fellowship, we unite in the way that we worship. And you do worship according to like how your culture is. Mm -hmm. If you have a very like Spanish, you know, like my culture, we're loud, we have clapping and dancing and music whereas in our church it's a little bit more Mm -hmm. i'm in my seat and Mm -hmm. i love it regardless but Mm -hmm. in my head it's like i feel the difference Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's not a lacking or anything but there is a difference so i'm not going to come into our church and behave in the same way that Mm -hmm. i would Mm -hmm. at like a church in columbia and but uh, again not that either or is like going against biblical doctrine Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. still doing anything everything like according to the word but like the way i speak to people of different cultures 
is like when I witness is a big thing, especially like when you look at different religions, like when I have conversations with like my Muslim friends versus like someone that's Jewish, like Mm -hmm. the topics that I'll hit are very different. The way Mm -hmm. that I'll approach a conversation is very different. Mm -hmm. Um, And like greetings too are a big thing, you Mm -hmm. know, like a Hispanic man, like no problem. Well, like, you know, the kiss on the cheek, a hug. I can't do that to like different cultures because, Mm -hmm. you know, they frown upon maybe someone of the opposite gender touching. But like you need to really be able to like humble yourself, take a step back, immerse yourself in that culture. And it's like I'm bringing Jesus to them. And, you Mm -hmm. know, like Mm -hmm. you can't just expect them to just switch everything over. Like when Christ came and the Gentiles, no one was expecting them to just become Jewish all of a sudden. Exactly. And they had some expectations of that. But, you know. Right. Yeah. And not everything that every culture has is godly. Obviously, that's why it's culture, not, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not Mm -hmm. Christian. But you like the Holy Spirit will adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's that's the Holy Spirit's job, not our job. It's not my job to go into a culture and tell you every little wrong thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. I only have Good one point. thing to do and that's to plant seeds. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord mm-hmm. will do what he wills. Yeah. But, yeah. That's a really good point. Cause you know, I feel like sometimes we look at other people and within this community, there's different cultures. Like, you know, oh, yeah. you come from a different culture. I come from a different culture. You know what I mean? Joe, Liz, and we come together. And then sometimes our expectations of that big T truth fleshed out through that person who's from a different place. It looks yeah. different, right? Oh, so yeah. we could be tempted to say, you know, okay, that's, that's wrong. But, you know, we have to, like you said, allow the Holy Spirit to be the one that says to that person, hey, that, that issue is wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just love the variety that God has, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, I've been a, a missionary in Mexico, you know, I've been to Ireland, uh, you know, and in different places like that. And what you see is those differences in how they worship and how they, you know, even how they relate. And it's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful to see like how the Holy Spirit, cause like you gotta think about it, the Bible, we read it now and it's, it's ancient literature yeah. and it applies so well. And to think that the Holy Spirit wouldn't be able to relate with people that are so different. It's mm-hmm. just like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And like, like for example, like modesty, I would say that that's a culturally set standard that mm-hmm. we should abide to according to our culture. But mm-hmm. like, we also push that on other people's culture mm-hmm. and we say well that's immodest it's like not you have to like go study what they're like about because mm-hmm. there's different like i know especially with like indigenous tribes um in south america and africa like you have more like nudity and that's very normal and it's not at all considered immodest mm-hmm. and that's their way of you know walking around who am i to go in there be like you have to put a shirt on mm-hmm. you know and yeah. if, if i'm uncomfortable then you know like God's not going to send me to a place that he doesn't think I'm going to be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, like I said, the Holy Spirit will do his work in that area, in right. that tribe. And he will use everything that they have, every instrument, their language, all their talents, their way of communicating to just, you know, give glory and honor to the right. Son. And not we need to leave the main thing the main thing. Yeah. The main thing is Jesus. And allow the Holy Spirit to work on those other things, you know, in his timing. Because, gosh, can you imagine if, like, when we became saved, all of a sudden, everything that (laughs) we weren't doing right was something that somebody was pointing out that we had to change right away. Mm -hmm. You know, and God is gracious and he's he's patient, slow to anger, you know, abounding in mercy and love. So he's really drawing us into relationship because at the end of the day, it's not all about that what we do. It's about that relationship with him. Mm -hmm. You know, and... You know, so we have to try to give that to each other, 
you know, without compromising truth. Now, my question for you is, in those relationships that you have with people who are Muslim and, and Jewish, how do you navigate those waters so that you are still able to relate and be friends, but you're not comp- compromising that big t-, t truth within the relationship? Yeah, um, I would say sometimes it's a thin line. Other times it's, well, I become just like their Jesus freak friend. So <laughs> that, that's like a good idea. Like just establish that you're crazy about Jesus and they'll kind of get the point. Okay. Um, every time I'm about to start a conversation, I always pray. And I'm like, Lord, either give me an opening and show me that, you know, you want to say something. Give me the words. Let them not be from me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so that happens a lot. And like, and, and I try not to push any conversations on people. I more right. like, like to listen. And I ask a lot of questions and people like appreciate that. Okay. And then it like, again, because they know that I'm j- the Jesus freak friend, I'll wait for mm-hmm. them to come to me with mm-hmm. different, like maybe more controversial topics because mm-hmm. now they're asking the questions. So mm-hmm. now they're being more open to them. Right, right. So I always just give them the space to talk. And then like even, and some people have said like really rude things and then it's like, you know, how like I might be the only Christian that they might have this interaction with. So mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I just ask questions and then I, and then I question them. I make them realize that maybe they don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like when it comes to like the Bible, because I love right. apologetics. Uh-huh. And it's nice opening those conversations with them. And yeah, so I just try to like stick to the word. Mm-hmm. I try not to let the conversation deviate a little bit. And I just like, I stand firmly on like what I like on, you know, mm-hmm. I love Christ. Mm-hmm. And that never changes. Mm-hmm. So then they're able to kind of like manage the conversations pretty right. well too. You're being very authentic. It sounds like in just being really open about who you are, mm-hmm. but allowing them the room to be who they are so they don't feel like, okay, I can't be in relationship with this person because what will be, ha- you know, you would keep coming at them. Like you're, right. you're giving them the space to believe and to ask questions and kind of, you know, established yeah. relationship that's literally what yeah. it is like i i care about you and i'm mm-hmm. just gonna let you know that i care about you and mm-hmm. you know there might be times where i might not bring up jesus and I, i'm not gonna like you know witness to you but we're still you know, hanging out mm-hmm. and my behavior stays the same i'm going to be equally as kind to you and you know i'm gonna be patient and i'm gonna hear you out and all these things mm-hmm. and then that creates a space for a very like healthy conversation mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Now, now we feel comfortable with each other it, it helps with like the nuances like I'm not as sensitive with certain people because I know how they talk because mm-hmm. I know them. Mm-hmm. So they're able to, like like you said, speak more openly. Mm-hmm. And then like once you're able to build that relationship, you have so many things in common that you realize you're not really fighting that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then it's beautiful like watching like the Lord work in their life because they'll just come with better questions and like they start observing and people see a lot more than we give them credit for yeah, definitely yeah so uh, another thing i do i just sneak in a lot of stories from church mm-hmm. so like, <laughs> what'd you do today this was my bible study this is my church this is yeah. something that the kids said today yeah uh, i'll talk about fellowship and i think fellowship is the one thing that like my non-christian friends are the most surprised about really why yeah. like um my one Muslim friend told me the other day, because I was telling him how I was able to sit down with, you know, someone from church and, like, kind of, like, lay out my sins. Like, mm-hmm. one specific one that they were struggling with, too. And, like, they were like, listen, this is this is my walk with that. And it was just so comforting. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then I didn't realize that he was, like, kind of taking notes of all the times. And he's mm-hmm. like, I've never seen that where you guys are just able to be so weak with each other without normalizing the thing that you're doing wrong and just, like, be there to love and support each other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't even realize like you That's were awesome. listening yeah yeah, yeah. it's little stuff like that 
That's cool. So I, like that. I mean, I like one thing that you said is just kind of like the agape love is allowing someone and not coming with that agenda mm-hmm. that I'm, my agenda is I have to witness to you and this and that. But really, you're doing life with people and you're establishing relationship. And that is the ground in which... Yep. most of you know your most of your witnessing happens 1000 percent. because you do have you know you go door to door you do have those things in your crusades and stuff but where yeah. people really see jesus in someone is in relationship oh, you know yeah. and that can be challenging because we also are broken people who are growing closer to him and it's very yeah. imperfect <laughs> so it's yeah. like okay. i know they appreciate my unfilteredness mm-hmm. like they'll they'll see my struggles too and like i mean you have to have discernment too because i like i don't I, you can't be just bad mouthing like mm-hmm. all these things even a moment of frustration so it convicts me to like keep myself in check mm-hmm. being on the word because when i'm having a conversation with someone and i'm mm-hmm. like i'm not equipped for this mm-hmm. it's a huge check for me that i'm not in prayer enough and I'm not in the word enough mm-hmm. and I need to be mm-hmm. so that I can be like a worthy vessel in mm-hmm. this moment and mm-hmm. witness to them. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, that, so I, that's my, I love people mm-hmm. talking to mm-hmm. them and understanding the culture is a big part because they need to know you care about them. Right. So you delight in those things that God actually, yeah. God is the one who's put us in different places and yeah. we have come with these interesting things and yeah. foods and, you know, like we were talking about, uh, was it saying goodbye? Oh saying my gosh. <laughs> Saying goodbye is a process. It's not it's so at one hard time. For me. I yeah. don't understand how people just say bye and go. No. How? You, there's there's at least half an hour of at extra least. fluff conversation yeah. and five more hugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It is very strange. And I, you know, you don't, you take for granted, like how you grow up is how it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then uh, sometimes you could feel some kind of way. Like imagine we have a friend that was like, okay, bye. And they just like walked away and we'd be like. I'd be like, are you upset? Like, Did I do something? Oh, yeah, they're upset with me. Yeah. Like, you know, and then they might be like, why can't this person leave? Like, why? Just like, are they indecisive? But it's yeah. like, no, like for me too, as a first generation uh, West African, we say goodbye. It's a process. I yep. told my kids saying goodbye is a process. It's 30 <laughs> minutes. So understanding those nuances can help in creating yeah. fellowship with people, you know, and yeah. creating that fertile soil where you can bring that big T truth in and be like, okay, bam. Like, you know what I mean? But sometimes we want to hit bam with the big T truth, but we haven't established one iota of relationship. So they're like, okay, we're not feeling this. Right. You know, they, they, they feel judgment with that. Right. Yeah. Now there are going to be times where God's going to override and like, you, you need to give this guy big T truth right now because you don't know what's going to happen to the stranger, like, you know, in a minute. Yeah. Um, so we can't be rigid about it, but you know, I would say for the most part, when someone has spoken deeply into my life personally, as a believer, it's because they have had relationship where they were, as you were saying, honest and real, and they love me. And so yeah, you can bring the heavy word in that and say, you know, like, you know, it's like, okay. But you know, it comes with like, the fruits of the spirit you know mm. is it loving is it kind you mm-hmm. know yeah what's the motivation exactly. take that plank out of your eye bro yeah <laughs> is it for your convenience or for their sanctification mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because i think it boils down to that sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. all right yeah. ladies we need to take a break right now okie dokie so let's do that once again the phone number here is 609-593-9654 609 9654 to all our facebook watchers i do apologize we are having somewhat of a technical problem 
Whether you're listening to the live stream through the app, you can always hear the girls perfectly. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hello, this is Diane Lombardo with Calvary Chapel Hamilton's Women's Ministry. 2020 has been an especially challenging year, so I believe that 2021 will be an especially blessed year. Why do I say that? Because if we commit together to looking for the positives and sharing God's love, joy, and peace with each other, the world can become a better place. Will we still be met with challenges? Of course. However, we have a choice whether we contribute to the anger and discord of this world or if we contribute to the joy and the peace. It can only be done through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and following God's direction from the Bible. Will you join me in learning more about what God wants from each one of us? Will you join me in practicing kindness instead of criticism? Let's make each month of 2021 better than the month before. You came across someone struggling with hunger. How would you recognize them? By their clothes. Their age. The way they speak. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. All right, we are back. Sorry, folks. I'm trying to talk to the young ladies <laughs> and still running the station. So once again, our phone number is 609-593-9654, 609-593-9654. If you have a question, a comment, even a prayer request, or you can hit us up on Facebook, and I'll be happy to read it to the girls. So let's go back to Rue and the conversation where we left off. So uh, one of the things I kind of wanted to uh, challenge us to get into is a little bit like, where do we feel we aren't? <laughs> we don't have to give like crazy details, but where do we feel? Because, you know, I think sometimes people see you from the outside and they think, oh, man, you got it all together. Mm. But I think it's important that there is no person that's perfect, save one. That's Jesus was perfect. That's mm -hmm. it. The rest of us are in process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, where do we feel we aren't holding on where we need to hold on to, you know, um, and I'll, you know, I'll start first. I know one verse that I always come back to is trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not to my own understanding in all his ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct this path because <laughs> I have a tendency <laughs> to try to figure it out on my own. Yeah. And it's this independent thing that I have. Um, and I think I was raised independent because as a first generation person in American yeah, soil. I was just about to say that like culture yeah. ties into this completely. completely. You come to a different culture, you can't depend on things. So you depend on yourself, you depend on your intelligence, you, de yeah. you depend on your work ethic. Especially right? when we have parents that don't speak the language mm -hmm. of this country, then mm -hmm. you, you know, we become like a what they lean on mm -hmm. so we have to be more independent right so my yeah. parents they did speak english but oh, nice. they did you know they came here speaking english but i think that whole mindset of how you navigate your life wasn't based in christ mm -hmm. and so but for me it's so natural to be just like oh, i'm just gonna go back to school or i'm just gonna get another job or i'm i'm it's always about i'm gonna figure this out yeah. um and that is one area of my life that I struggle to just be like, God, I have no idea what to do because he's given me a certain abilities intellectually and all that stuff. Yeah. But even in spite of that, he's still saying for that person, you still have to trust in the Lord. <laughs> you still have to ask, Yep. you know, and that is an area that I struggle with. And geez, I've been a Christian for a long time and yet I'm still at this spot where I, I tend to jump first 
and then ask for help later. Mm. That makes sense. It does because <laughs> I I will get right on that boat with you. Yeah, well, let's go. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, definitely. And culture is a big part of it, which also helps because we've kind of talked about that, mm-hmm. and we're able to relate really well because of culture. Mm-hmm. And the way I talk about it with someone of a different culture will be very differently. Mm-hmm. So, but like you spoke some truth into my life mm-hmm. about you said you have a heavenly father. Mm-hmm. You need to give him this mm-hmm. and let him help you figure it out because mm-hmm. you're not on your own. Yeah, and like it sounds really obvious now that i'm saying it mm-hmm. but like you do like i needed you to tell me that mm-hmm. and the lord definitely used you to tell me that because mm-hmm. i was actually praying about it the day before and it's like i'm gonna go talk to i was either gonna be you joe or adam mm-hmm. about this thing mm-hmm. and you know i was like whatever they say you know let it be from you and then that's what you said and i was like oh yeah. got it and like that heavenly father it's like man like, you know, it's something like depending on, like you were saying, our experience with our own fathers can really cloud yeah. how we depend on God. My father was one who was very loving, but critical um, in certain ways, you know, and had high demands, intelligence, education, you know, and stuff like that, but was funny and loving and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, there are certain things that he, as a, a broken sin, you know, sinner, as everybody is, put on me, right? And how he cared about me. So then what happens when I say God is my father? I think that God is constantly thinking I'm not doing enough, right? I'm not good enough. Start measuring your worth. Based on the, the uh, model that my father yeah. gave, my earthly father gave me, and he loved me imperfectly. Yeah. And only God can love me perfectly. You know, and it's difficult sometimes to allow our hearts to open up to that reality that this father is not like that one that I knew, even if he was a good one, you know, or one that's not there or one that, you know what I mean? One that was there and and left, you know, that that we can't allow those earthly models to define this awesome thing. And we haven't even begun to taste his fatherhood because we haven't allowed ourselves to have that. It's, it's, I don't know, it's a lot because it, you, how do you really go about it? And again, the answer seems obvious. We'll just pray more and be in the word. But like, it's such a conditioned thing, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. relying on yourself. It's like, you have to do this. It's like, I was going to go somewhere with this, but yeah, the conditioning. Yeah. I think if we look to kids, and we both love kids, right? Yeah. And we look at how they respond to their parent in the purest moment when they need something, they're hurt, or they're just excited. It is that running with open arms thing, right? Yeah. It's that reaching thing. And I think that the challenge is that instead of reaching within ourselves to that little T-truth, like trying to pull ourselves up by the strap that we start children come as children which is open vulnerable you know and just honest yeah you know what i'm saying and it can be very hard because being vulnerable isn't something i used to not even like to say the word vulnerable (laughs) it's bad Uh, because that came with thoughts of being hurt um, and abuse you know um, being bullied and so 
it's hard for me to be vulnerable with God. You know what I mean? It takes me to be broken. Yeah. You know, and I was about to say that. Like, <laughs> obviously, at my weakest moments, that's when I'm the most open. Right. Because when, like, and it's literally a cycle. Like, he'll help me kind of get it together, quote mm-hmm. unquote. And then I'm like, oh, I'm doing really good. And I start giving myself credit. In comes this pride. And then everything starts falling apart. And I'm like, I got this. I got this. I mm-hmm. got this. And mm-hmm. he's just, like, waiting right. for me to, like, humble myself and come to him again. Right. Like I said, like, you know, we give things power, you know, mm-hmm. like we give people power to hurt us in the way that they do. And I'm not trying to like play things down, mm-hmm. but you know, like when you set your value, you know, on, on your identity with Christ, you know, being loved and created with a purpose, like none of those things matter. And it's like, that's what like goes back to everything is so much deeper. Mm-hmm. So it's so much deeper than you just trying to fix things. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's your like you don't come as children it's like why are you so focused on this thing and then that like from that Mm -hmm. you're trying to fill all these voids that have been building up over time and I know like when I came back to Christ because I kind of grew up in the church but Mm -hmm. I never really like devoted my life to him until Mm -hmm. I I came here Mm -hmm. a couple years ago and it was that night at Revive when I had no idea how many walls I had built up mm. and Jesus just tore through every single one. Wow. And then I felt love for the first time in a while. And I just felt like his warm embrace. Mm. And honestly, like every time I need him to, he knocks them back down mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. always there. But it's just like, it takes discipline, honestly, like mm-hmm. staying, like working on that relationship mm-hmm. because he is always there. It's just, I'm the one that forgets it. Right. Yeah. And goes around like, boop, 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 I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I only want Jesus to have the power of my life over, mm-hmm. you know, how I feel. You know, that's mm-hmm. why with him, I have peace and joy and hope. Mm-hmm. Without him, I'm going to dwell on all the pain. I'm going to look at all my scars mm-hmm. and I'm just good. They're all going to be a memory of my past and I'm going to let my past define me. But I'm, I shouldn't be defined by my past mm-hmm. because the past is put away. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I am, I'm a new creation in Christ and mm-hmm. like, the path has changed Mm -hmm. and and he will like he will build me up to be the godly woman that he wills me to be Mm -hmm. if i allow him Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day it's either my way or his way i don't want it my way right yeah i mean we get we we go our way a lot and then then we everything falls apart yeah and then the cycle starts again (laughs) then we go back um but yeah i was thinking like you know in counseling a lot of times it's so interesting when you look at People can have the very same experience, negative experience, and come out of them so differently. And it's really how they interpret and look at that experience and how they make meaning out of that experience. And I think the challenge for us now as Christians is that these things that will happen will hurt. And and they're going to be hard, but are we looking and asking for God to give us the vision to look at that thing? through his eyes so that it isn't something that lasts as a trauma or lasts as a breaking in us um, but really moves us towards healing in in a way that we know him in a different way and we love in a different way because we came through those chains were broken yeah and it's very it's it's so interesting like yeah two people in the same family can have the same traumatic experience and one person is completely fine the other person it it destroys their life Um, but it's how they've made meaning of those things and so the challenge for us is as things unfold and it says in this world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer I've overcome the world and so that's where we have to be like grabbing 
like like it's a lifeline to all the truth that he has to look at that situation because the enemy of course who is you know the enemy of our souls wants to tear us down in our minds and that's why we have to take those thoughts captive and that that's another area where i struggle with it's like thoughts i can I have a great imagination and, you know, I can think through things and be negative. I'm melancholy. I'm a musician. Like, forget <laughs> it, you know. And so so it's very easy for me to take it down a path where I'm not looking at it in the light of grace and the light mm-hmm. of mercy and the light of God's love. Look at this situation and look at what he says. What does he say? And then I look at it that way and I agree with him. Amen. And so that's our challenge, man, because when we start agreeing with him on those things, it's transformed. Yep. It's like you praise the Lord no matter what happens. Just at the end of every terrible thing or every great thing, you just you get on your knees and you say, I, let this be for your glory, like mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And then it just makes things so much more beautiful. Again, it's all perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you realize that, like, they're, like Pastor Vin says, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds it. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that's just amazing because it's mm-hmm. true like mm-hmm. at the end of the day like i don't care what happens because he's got it under mm-hmm. control and it will be for his glory mm-hmm. and you know what else can you really ask for that's not going to come with comfort that's not going to come with you know happiness my whole life not at all mm-hmm. but it's going to come with peace joy and hope yeah. there's some deep stuff that comes with trusting mm. And relying on him that you cannot get anywhere else. No. It is something that is irreplaceable, but it's very difficult to allow yourself because we want, like, you know, let's be honest, we want it to go well. We want it to be easy. We want, yeah. that's our human nature. We want, uh, we don't want to go through the rough road to know him. Yeah. You know, I want it easy. But, you know, and God does give us ease at times. He knows we're dust. He knows <laughs> yeah, we, this season. She can't take much more of this. So let's give her, you know, let's give her, you know, like she won a prize. <laughs> let's give her that, you know, she just won that raffle. And, you know, and she's like, oh, life is good, you know. But, you know, I think God is up there. I think he's just pretty awesome. And, like, maybe we make him out totally serious but i think sometimes he's just like oh my gosh like cool. is she gonna do this again like, <laughs> i think about it like that too don't do it and i'm like does he ever just like rub his forehead <laughs> like all right guys she's going again yeah like okay let's send her the holy spirit let's send her a little reminder yeah. and tug she's ignoring it mm. but yet you know what different than our fathers and earthly fathers, even if they're great ones even when we are faithless he remains faithful because he will not deny his own and so that is the awesome thing about god's love for us is that even when we know better and we're still doing okay even in subtle ways he's still pursuing us Mm -hmm. and that is a truth we can stand on let's say when when we feel like we're not loved or we've made too many mistakes and if there's anybody out there who feels they've made a lot of mistakes there's you're surrounded by people who've made a lot of mistakes But God's love isn't built on our abilities. It's built on his nature. And And that is what frees us to be loved and know we are loved, lovable, because it's not about our mess. (laughs) And we all got mess, you know what I'm saying? And like, 
I mean, for us, like, trust when, with another person, like, it's not going to come immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to mm-hmm. get to know them, and that's what the whole point. You have to build a relationship, and that mm-hmm. way they show themselves trustworthy. And the beauty of our God is that he has shown himself to be faithful and mm-hmm. trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And whether it's just in the Word or in your own personal life, I think it's very helpful to just sit down mm-hmm. and just, like, in prayer, just go back and, like, you got me through this, and you did that, and, like, this happened, and you lifted me up, mm-hmm. and I... I saw you take things around mm-hmm. and you 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 know like just literally just take note of how amazing mm-hmm. like, god mm-hmm. is and like all the things that he's done in your life and it's a reality check yes. because you know like we get tunnel vision Absolutely. when these things come and hit us and it's like no like we have a whole repertoire with him mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. from the womb to now yeah. he's been working in our lives yeah. and the signs are there mm-hmm. with like with everything else god doesn't ask for as much blind faith as we think he he's everywhere he's showing himself to us and that's yeah. a great point i remember in the forget like the israelites were crossing and they had to do these stones of remembrance oh yeah and i think that's because god knows like when they if they looked at that they'd be like oh yeah <laughs> like you know like because we it's almost like forget. he knew they were gonna forget sometimes oh, yeah. <laughs> like totally and and that's such a good point it, you know i i feel like i wrote a song in a line of a song i said remind me to remember mm. and it's like remind me to remember your faithfulness because what we are as human flesh is we forget quick yep. And it will, we will just move right on, and we and we stop a moment, and we look back, and we can count your blessings. Got them one. We can start saying this and this, and don't we feel different when we take a moment to remember? Oh yeah, one thousand percent. Right, and we, it helps us shape how we're looking at this thing. You know what? You've been faithful. You know, you'll be faithful again, right? <laughs> yeah. We sing a song like that. You you've know, been faithful, you're faithful then, then you'll be faithful, faithful now, now yeah. right? So you know, and those songs come out of those truths. Hopefully, you know that's why we're doing yeah. them. You know, um, but. You know, standing on the truth of God, who God is, is a process that isn't just about reading the Bible, those black letters, and in just that dry way, but it is looking to see Him and that truth around us. Yep. And that is what makes a dynamic and life changing faith. It's when you see Him in all these things oh yeah and definitely like as i get closer to him in my walk that's that's what i see you know when i when i see people like i don't just see people i'm like that's a soul that's lost Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or you know like how can i how can i witness to them right and then like when i stop thinking like that again it's a conviction like why are you you don't have a a Mm -hmm. heavenly mindset right now right yeah but i don't have a heavenly mindset every day (laughs) when i go to work (laughs) anybody else All right, ladies, we need to take another break. And by the way, you two are blowing up our Facebook page. So that is awesome in so many ways. I would love to read all of them, but there's just too many tonight. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to let you guys know that. Awesome. Awesome job. Thanks, guys. All right. So we are coming to our final break in the show. So once again, I'll give out the phone number 609-593-9654. Once again, 609-593-9654, and we'll be back with our final thoughts right after this. Looking for a place to hang out with family and friends and have a great time too? Rocco's Townhouse, 21 North 3rd Street in Hamden, New Jersey is the place for you. 
Dave and Steve Ruberton have kept traditions of the townhouse alive and well for more than 35 years. Open Tuesdays through Sundays at 3 p.m. Rocco's Townhouse has a very large selection of micro-brewed beers, both on tap and bottled. Along with daily dinner specials, you will never walk away hungry. And if you're looking for something different, located just downstairs is Rock Bottom Whiskey Bar, opened every Friday and Saturday night at 6 p.m. and featuring live music from some of the greatest local bands in the area. Have your next event at Rocco's Townhouse and Rock Bottom Whiskey Bar. Rocco's Townhouse, 21 North 3rd Street, Hamilton, New Jersey, is the place where everyone is meeting. Visit them online at Rocco'sTownhouse.com or give them a call at 609-561-9384. That's 609-561-9384. Everyone meets at Rocco's Townhouse. Olivia from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel, from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna, from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha, from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hello. This is Pastor Vince Lombardo from Calvary Chapel, Hamilton. I'd like to invite you to join us in worshiping our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, each Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. You can also join us for live stream service on YouTube each Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Each week is filled with excitement at Calvary Chapel, Hamilton. On Wednesday, we offer an adult Bible study as well as Awana for the kids and youth group for the teens. Monday evenings, we continue our series of deeper exploration of critical topics, currently the Revelation. Our passion as a church is to help others learn how to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Other specialized services and events are listed on our website at www.cchamilton.org. God bless. All right, we are back for the last 10 minutes of the show. One more time, 609-593-9654. 609-593-9654. And we're back. (laughs) We didn't go anywhere. Um, I have one, uh, you know, and this is a heavy thing. I don't think we have to dive into the deep end with it. But, you know, Rick, it kind of was asking us a little bit about part of this issue. But really, I kind of want to talk a little bit about how to live Big T Truth in turbulent times where there's a lot of opposing thoughts about things. And, you know, we don't have to name all the, everybody knows (laughs) what we're talking about out there. So how do we do that? That's that's a tough one. I think I'm still struggling with it Mm. because part of me just doesn't want to take any sides, period, because Mm. I'm with Christ and that's what it is. And, Mm. like, 
kind of everything that I think afterward con- comes from that. Because mm-hmm. you still have to be very sensitive mm-hmm. talking to people because these are like real issues and mm-hmm. affecting real families. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to talk from over here and not being involved, but like people are in pain. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I can't think of any better solution than just to preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why would I l- literally resort to any other thing before I do that? Again, that and honestly, like you can say that about everything, any type of political conversation, mm-hmm. just bring it back to Christ, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bring it back to how, like, yes, the world, like that sucks, and the world is messed up and messed up, and we need a savior, and that savior is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like try to keep that stance grounded. You know, don't align yourself. That's where the line with culture comes in because you don't want to become a nationalist either. You don't want to align your identity with your culture mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. not who's going to define you because your culture can let you down mm-hmm. and like sets our values weird. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, where where is who are we with? We are with Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the message we should be trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Not this person is more right, this person's more wrong. Like mm-hmm. no, everybody's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's mm-hmm. messing up. Mm-hmm. And like and it I say the conversation changes on who you're talking to. Because like they might need different truths spoken to them or the same truth just spoken in a different way. But right. I think it's just like with a different perspective. Bringing it back to just the gospel. Like right. this is you know, behave like Christ did. I mean he he didn't come in just like going against the Romans or, like, going against mm-hmm. this group. He went, f- like, to Samaria and Judea. Like, he, he did not care who it was. He mm-hmm. was there to love you, mm-hmm. to save you, and that was it. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be there to love you, and I will hold your hair while you cry, and I will hold your hand while we study together and we pray together, mm-hmm. and, like, and then you're going to go and do, you're going to do the same thing. We're going to go out and make disciples. Mm-hmm. And now we're only worried about, you know, our stands with Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's where you would, like, Put your identity on that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it. The, the challenge for us as Christians is to be able to be compassionate without getting lost in our compassion. Like not feel like, I don't know, what's something crawling on me there? What, you know, what is hard is sometimes we want to bring that big T truth in, but we don't want to have compassion on the suffering of the person we're talking to. Whatever the side is, yeah. that's a hurting person and we need to be able to love them. We love him because he first loved us. So we need to be able to show the love of Christ within those things. Um, And that doesn't mean we're just saying everything that they say is right, but that we are acknowledging the hurt that they're experiencing or acknowledging their heart um, the good of their heart in what right. they're saying, you know, like if they're against injustice and stuff like that, you know, I could, yeah, I'm definitely with you on that, you know, yeah. and because God really does call us to love each other as he first loved us. Mm-hmm. And when we're doing and fill in the blank X, Y, Z, P, D, Q, we are not doing that. And that's where we can tie it into the big T truth, but we can't ignore the reality of what they're talking about. Right. And like, they don't know any better either. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't expect the unsaved to act like the saved. Exactly. No, we can't. We do all the time. And I know I've struggled with that, you know, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Like they haven't even tasted and seen the Lord is good. And I want Mm -hmm. him, them to be sweet inside with him, you know? And, and so that's where that love and that, that love and that, you know, together, you know, grace and truth, you know, together, you know, you, you present them, but to see them as a person and not have that agenda, but to love them and to wait for the moment and ask the questions, um, and build that relationship. Them. Build the relationship. And we have to do be about relationship building. I think we often are about what we're not about. 
You know, oh, I mean, yeah. I'm saying as Christians, we're, we're, we're not about, about this. <laughs> we're not about that. But, you know, we should be so known for the things we're for yeah. that that's almost a side conversation that like, of course, they're not for that because look at all they're doing here. There you right. Go. Um, yeah. And we should be building, you know, if we're not for this and we're for this, then how is that reflected in how we're moving in the world and the ministry, what we're doing and how we're trying to support people who don't know him? Yeah. Which one are we acting more strongly? The the things that we're for or the things that we're against. Right, right. Know? And I think God wants us to move forward in truth, in his truth, that big T truth, towards other people with love and compassion, yeah. but not with um, with compromise. Yeah, and like the person mm-hmm. is more important than the conflict. Mm-hmm. And I mean, part of, you know, valuing that person and making them feel important is to like listen hear the conflict but if if you hear someone out Mm -hmm. they'll let you know what they need Mm -hmm. and like if you give them the space to rant Mm -hmm. like you'll find yourself being able to say like oh that's funny that you say that that's this Mm -hmm. is what jesus had to say about that or Mm -hmm. like that lines up very well you know like Mm -hmm. you know who agrees with you jesus right and it it catches them off guard Mm -hmm. because they're very separated they're usually people that aren't like whether it was that they had a bad experience with Christianity or just have never been really exposed to it, it's very separated. Mm-hmm, so for mm-hmm. you to be able to show them that like their suffering is like addressed right. in the word and like, Absolutely. it's, it's huge. And then it, it matters, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, like the heart of what was the heart of Jesus? Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I've longed to, you know what I mean? Crying yeah. over them. And that's the heart of Jesus when he looks at these situations, you know, and, and the heart of Jesus, when he looks at our lives, he's longing to minister love to us in those things yeah. and the thing is will we will we allow him and you know so as we go in the world we not only need to give that to others you know that love and that truth we also need to allow him to minister that to our hearts amen um and so you know if you're listening tonight and you haven't done that there's no time like the present you know and Listen, this is not a thing where you got to say the perfect prayer or you got to be the perfect person. You don't have to clean yourself up or dust yourself off. Come as you are. Come as you are and allow Jesus to love you because he says he loves you and he wants you right now and he can change your life. And, you know, more than that, give you a promise of heaven that he will fulfill. You know, he went there to prepare a place. He's there right now. He's just waiting. Just waiting. Um, And so, you know, if you you need to talk to somebody, hit up the radio station, you know, come out to church, um, you know, get a Bible. You know, if you don't understand it, come ask questions. Yeah, just and, ask, you know. just like reach out, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're alone at night and you're just like crying. Just to let him know. Yeah, he's he, there. He, he's listening. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, he has people that are ready to help you. Amen. And he has equipped them literally just to help you. Just for you. Just for you just to for you. have someone to connect to and. Yeah. And pray for you. And pray for you. So God bless you guys. Before we go, how can we summarize this whole tonight? Summarize. Hmm. Well, there's little truth, which is the truth that we can muster up on our own. And it's okay. But then there's big T truth, which is God's truth, mm-hmm. which is life changing. Right. And that if we allow that him to minister that into our lives. Wow. The, what a change there is. And even as Christians, we need to allow that to continue to happen on deeper and deeper levels. Yes. Um, and we need to offer love and that truth to others around us because that's what's going to help them, truly help them. It's the only thing that can make a difference. I agree. For eternity. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, thank you so much. I know the pastor's been listening all night, and he's giving oh boy, the, yeah, right? <laughs> he's been giving the thumbs up a lot. So that is a good thing. And oh, good. Thank you again for filling in for him. As we wish him happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, uh, guys. That's why he's not here us tonight. Uh, but he will be back next Tuesday as scheduled, seven p.m. And don't forget, we have our anniversary show coming up on June the fifteenth. We're going to be broadcasting live from Calvary Church in Hamilton. More details will come about in the next coming weeks. Until then, Rue, any last comment? God bless you guys. Look up. Thank you so much for having me. I just I keep everyone in prayer. Amen. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Night. Thank you for joining us and listening to The Carpenter's Son with Pastor Vince Lombardo of Calvary Chapel of Hamilton. Join us next Tuesday at 7 p.m. for The Carpenter's Son on WNJHradio.com.